What's up, guys? This is Alex Myers. You're listening to the Casanova Podcast, number one podcast in Hawaii. Thanks for listening. Alright, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I'm coming at you with one amazing, truly phenomenal interview. And in today's episode, I have the honor and privilege of having with me the one, the only, Alex Myers. Now, Alex is sponsored by Temple Storm and also by Vitrix Pro, and he's just been kicking ass when it comes to tournaments. In today's episode, we're going to talk about his journey, how he got into the FTC, how he got into gaming, the things he likes to do outside of gaming in the FTC, and future prospects going forward. So, if you're ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. Let's go ahead and welcome Alex onto the show. All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, coming at you with another phenomenal interview with the one the only Alex Myers. Man, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. I'm Alex Myers. How you guys doing? I am Tempo's own, Tempo Victrix's own Alex Myers. Thank you for having me, Mikhail. I've been a, a long fan of the show. Very honored to be on here. Thank you very much. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, I like your background. I was like, I was like, does my background look okay? And then, like, I see your background. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta step it up. All right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, I'm, I'm. Someone's trying a little too hard over here. No, I like it. No, it's sick. Dude, I'm, I'm happy. Envious. I'm happy. I have a man cave because, like, one of the the agreements I have with my wife that if we got this house, that I need one room so I can just stack all my stuff. And she's just like, give me one room, babe. You can have all four of the other rooms, but just this one room. Right. <laughs> At least it's not your garage. Like you have an actual room. I know a lot of guys get like a man cave in their garage, but yeah. like you have it in your room. You're like, I'm not going outside. It, no. Okay. Dude, I like it. Especially with this Hawaii temperature lately. It's like yeah, I wanted to bring that up, but I don't I'm I am geographically challenged. Like <laughs> I don't know how hot it is over there. But um Okay, imagine this. So right now it's about eighty six degrees, eighty seven degrees. And it feels like it's 101. Wow. Is it just humid? Yeah. It's oh, raining. Man. It's humid. Oh, and the sun's beaming. Have you been to Florida? Yeah. Does yeah. it feel like Florida? Actually, yeah, you're right. Well, well I mean, Florida. No, Maybe a yeah, little, you're right. Little bit more yeah. of a breeze. Is there more of a breeze? Slightly. It's the breeze oh, that it, it'll come up on you and bitch slap you, and you're like, wow. oh, you're still here, heat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hawaii was like, Paradise, I guess. I guess during summer, maybe not so much, but yeah, I'm sure it's still a beautiful place. Just, just humid as hell. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. W- once the the summer passes, so like in another month or so, it'll be back to like good temperature. But yeah, but oh. for now, it's like <laughs> it's hot as hell. Okay, got it. Don't go to Hawaii in July. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, go ahead and plug your, your social media outlets and uh, any upcoming projects. Tell people where they can find you and what you're doing. Say no more. Twitter.com <laughs> slash Alex Myers FGC. 
Uh, I have a show called Run It Back. We just filmed our second uh, stream. You can find mm -hmm. that on YouTube.com slash Alex Myers SF4. I need to change it to FGC, but I can't find the right people to talk to. And you can follow my Twitch at twitch.tv slash Alex Myers FGC, where we stream it once a month. Trying to get it every three weeks, but for now, once a month, since CBT's pretty rampant right now, you know. Oh, well, if you need you, you need help with, like, changing the extension on the YouTube one? I need to change my name on YouTube, like, my actual name. On oh, I, the, can, I can't be with that. You can help me. Yeah, it's, help. It's, it's, it's quick. I uh, Because they bury it, and it's not at all obvious to find it. Oh, I'll, like, I'll changing the actual name, like, when people type it in. Yeah. Like, Alex Myers, Mikel. Oh, my God. I've been struggling. <laughs> struggling, bro. Thank you so much. Oh man, no problem, no problem at all. Should have been on the show three years ago when I <laughs> when I wanted to change it. Everyone warned me. They're like during SF4, they're like, "You sure you're gonna like that name?" I'm like, "I'll always love Street Fighter 4. And then like it's been five for like three, four years now. And I'm like, all "Right." <laughs> Alex Myers SF4 was a bad idea. All right, man. You mind giving a, a background on yourself, like what got you into like fighting games and you know gaming and as a whole, and what keeps drawing you back into it? Well, when I was a wee lad, uh, <laughs> my mom bought me a PS One. I had always played like um, certain games with my dad on his Genesis, but I don't recall any real fighting games back then. Even mm -hmm. though I'm, I'm sure Street Fighter Two was around, but um, I remember playing Street Fighter Two with my mom mm -hmm. like i think when i was like seven six seven or eight on like the the nes i played like street fighter 2 gold or something mm -hmm. it was like a, a collection right and uh that was like my first time playing street Fighter. i was like whoa this is so cool and like i would play with my mom my mom would mess me up she played she played blanca and let me tell you about blanca he's a cheap bastard okay <laughs> he, he's just gonna do electricity all day and then, like, my mom was a pro at spamming electricity, just mashing hella hard. She found the <laughs> right character that, like, she's like, oh, I can mash with this character. And it's effective against my son. Okay, I'm meaning this character. <laughs> but, like, anytime I play against my mom for years, I just got whooped by her Blanca. But, um, but I learned how to play somewhat through my mom. I remember there was a time when I learned how to charge. And, I, mm -hmm. like, char like, you know, gals, like, you hold back and you throw boom. You hold back three seconds, I'll... I figured it out when I was a kid. I don't even know how. I think I just played Gao so much that, like, like, okay, why can't I get this little fireball to come out? And then I was like, oh, okay, three, hold three seconds. I guess I was meant to be a pro. Like, if I figured that out when I was six, <laughs> it's, just, it's just all syncing up. But, yeah, so started with that. Uh, I really fell in love with video games, though, with Final Fantasy VII. Like, that game was so good oh. and, like, gave me so much replay, replay value as a kid. And like that was my first time experiencing a story like that. I was like, like my mom got me my first ever console. It was PS One. I had seen my friend playing on Final Fantasy, and she just happened to get it for me. I was so happy. I just fell in love with video games ever since then. I'm so happy. Seven remakes coming out. I can already tell. Like you're a big fan of Seven just from yes. your reaction. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what people say. Six is the, the best. No, Seven is the best Final Fantasy. Okay, it's to me in my heart. Did you get to play it at E3? I did, Mikel. I fucking did. That's all I wanted to do, and I did. Yeah, I'm rubbing it in. Yeah, I'm rubbing it in, Mikel. I can see you didn't play it. I know you didn't play it. Oh, let me rub this in for a sec. <laughs> Tactical mode. Amazing. Oh, my God. 
So I was really worried. I was really, really worried about Final Fantasy. I know I'm getting distracted from not nah, go for my, it, my lineage, go but let it. me talk about let me talk about this Final Fantasy VII remake real quick, dude. So I thought it was gonna be ass when I saw the trailers from the get go. I was like, here we go again. It's it's like Final Fantasy XV. It, it's it's yeah. uh, it's like Kingdom Hearts but Final Fantasy, right? Oh, right. I get to play one character. Oh, this is great. Anyways, so I. I saw the real trailer they dropped right before E3, where they mm. showed tactical mode. I was like, "Oh, okay, you can, <laughs> you can slow it down and switch characters." Okay, now we're talking. And then when I played the game, dude, let me tell you, Mikhail, that shit was amazing. The you, it feels like Kingdom Hearts, but you control all the characters, and it feels turn-based because you can slow down with tactical mode. But they oh. make it. They make it so it's not cheap by like mm-hmm. you you have to build meter to use tactical mode, which I think is a good idea, or else people would just be spamming tactical mode less yeah. le- left and right. So like I thought that's really cool. So you keep you keep people engaged with what they've been playing on. Like they've been playing like Kingdom Hearts kind of gameplay for so long now on mm-hmm. the Square Engine that like it's a good way to keep that kind of fundamental Kingdom Hearts in there, but also like reward the old Final Fantasy VII fans that wanted turn-based. But we didn't yeah. we didn't get it all the way, but I'll take it, dude. It was amazing. I was like, <laughs> I switched to Barrett. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing, dude. Like, oh, anyways, all right. I could, I could talk, <laughs> talk all day about, about that demo. But um, So you got you, the pre- you pre-ordered it? I'm going to pre-order it. I haven't done it. I've been, I've been traveling, man. I don't even know where I'm at half the time. But, <laughs> I'm not lying, <laughs> but <laughs> where am I? Oh, New York. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. Anyway, so, so um, yeah. After that, I I would play fighting games quite regularly. With like, I remember the one that really, really, really got me into fighting games. It wasn't Street Fighter Two. It was Marvel versus Capcom One. That Ooh. game, that game was so. No, wait. Excuse me. X-Men versus Street Fighter. That was the one that really, really got me into it. And then Marvel was like when I just went full hand. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Once I realized what Marvel was about, not not such a fan of playing Marvel anymore. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of chip. It's a lot of chip. Uh, but um, but I thank Marvel for getting me into Street Fighter and to the FGC. That that's that's a big part of why I'm here. And then from then, I bought CVS 2. Well, I had CVS 1. I played that quite a bit. But when CVS 2 came out, oh, my God. I was in love with that game. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I'm on my little PS2 controller giving myself blisters damn near every day, Mikhail. I'm mashing that hard, bro, that, like, I've never – I've never. let me just put it this way. I've never gotten blisters at all in my professional career. But when I was a kid – <laughs> Nothing. Of, it makes no sense, but you figure it out. So, CBS two. Um, then after that, I there was a bit of a dry period because I started like focusing more on school and baseball. I used to play baseball a lot. Uh, and then um, high school, I didn't really play any more games because I started. I was watching a lot of anime, and then I was watch. I was playing baseball. And then I was trying to not be so awkward at school, but I was an awkward kid. I think most of us were. If you're watching this podcast, I was awkward. <laughs> if you're watching, if you're watching this podcast, you're probably an awkward kid. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just... We're all awkward sometimes. I'm still awkward as hell. Uh, but um, dude, you're tall as hell. I am tall as hell. Dude, when I first saw you, I was like, God damn, how's the weather up there? <laughs> Pretty nice. Better than in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um yeah i've been this height since i was in sixth grade so i've been an awkward tall boy like i was, I was six feet in fifth grade so like i like shot up and then just kind of gradually grew a little bit i'm six three and a half now i like to say six four on a good day but six three and a half and yeah i've been i've been a, i've been a freak for a long time <laughs> All these kids looking at me, dude. I felt so like ostracized from everyone. They're so jealous and like they're just mean to me because I'm tall. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you guys. Anyway, so <laughs> high school, I didn't play too many video games. It wasn't until I think junior year that I started going kind of ham on Call of Duty. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you ever knew about OMG Pop back in the day. Oh, I, yes. I played me some OMG Pop. A lot, and so that was like my first. That was my first, like, kind of re-entrance into the fighting, like, not in the fighting games, but like to the gaming kind of world. Like, yeah. I, I met friends through there, and then my friend was like, "Oh, you should play Call of Duty." And then, like, I tried Call of Duty. I got hooked. I was like, "What is this? I've never played a game like this." And then I can talk crap online. This is amazing. So, like, <laughs> I'm talking crap. You know, I have a lot of fun with that. And then through Call of Duty, I meet my friend. Jaron, who was my friend, I met from my friend named Ryan. Mm-hmm. Jaron and Boone are two people I would play with Ryan on Call of Duty, and Jaron and Boone had been playing Street Fighter Four. This is 2011 now, and they have been playing Street Fighter Four of since Super Drop, so about a good year now, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I used to love fighting games. I used to love Street Fighter. Let me try this out, and then like I pick up. Who did I pick up? I picked up Yoon because mm-hmm. I was like, this character looks sick. I, like, I watched his third track videos. I seen the Ganadian combos. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is sick. So let me try and learn how to do this. And I learned the, the worst Ganadian combos ever. Like, the easiest ones you could do, but it got me hooked. And I was getting murked by J-Ron and boom. It was not <laughs> even close. Any Anytime I got close, J-Ron would mash Lariat. And I, was, I thought that move was so broken at the time because I was like, Anytime I get close to you, I'm just getting hit by fucking Lariat. Like, what? what is this? This is a bullshit character. And then you're just grabbing me. And then, like, I thought he was the worst. Anyways, because of these guys whooping my ass so hard with Zangief and Bison, I was like, you know what? You guys are going to go play your Call of Duty sometimes. I'm going to stay right here. And then when you come back, fuck you up. And then, like, one day... I just randomly got. I put in just enough time. I found the right people uh, on on. I think it was battle endless battle back then. Now it's called battle lounge, but back then it was called endless battle. And you could still use your mic on 360. So you better believe I was talking some shit. Still awkward though, because I felt so insecure about my Street Fighter skills. <laughs> Luckily, I found the right people that like. I just had a great time playing Street Fighter Four. It ended up being a lot better than not a lot better, but like just enough. Uh, just. A little bit more fun than Call of Duty to keep me interested in. You know? So mm-hmm. I started whooping on Jaron and Boone. They got to the point where they didn't even want to play me. So I was like, you know what? This is too easy. A couple of months later, I'm like, you guys are free. And I just move on. And then from there, uh, I I started playing Marvel 3 a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this guy got me 
like he he told me about tournaments and i had never heard of tournaments at that point i had heard of evo like for some weird reason like i had not it's not actually it's not weird in hindsight because like there is a channel called g4 and a lot of people watch that right i'm yeah. sure you did yeah. uh and like i watched g4 a lot back in the day just because like i was like it had anime and tech stuff so i was like dude this is like this channel is my channel so i would watch <laughs> i'd watch anime i'd watch attack of the show i'd watch x play x play was like probably my favorite one at the time and then I'm attack of the show. <laughs> I, right? what adam sessler adam sessler dude morgan webb i love them and then uh and then from there i remember that they were promoting evo around mm-hmm. around the middle of 2010 around summer right mm-hmm. what is evo like this looks sick like i'm seeing like calm i'm seeing street fighter again for the first time in like maybe like 10 years and then i'm like I'm like dude this looks sick and then i started watching that and ever since i watched Daigo whoop on Ricky Ortiz. Like I was hooked. Like I was like, dude, this game looks sick. I've never seen a game like this. So I played Super a little bit, but J Run and Boone were the ones that really got me into it. Like I, mm-hmm. when I when I played Super, let me put it to you this way: I was playing T Hawk, and I learned how to full screen Condor dive in and just uh, SPD as soon as I got it. It was <laughs> the curviest shit ever, dude. I wasn't even playing really because when I brought that to J Run and Boone, annihilated. Anyways. From there, from there, at when I started playing MVC three, and I met a friend that told me about tournaments. I was like, "Oh yeah, I used to watch Evo. Like, let me let me try and see what these tournaments are about." So I went to two. I found uh, I found something. I forget how I found this, but I saw a video Gutex had made about he was promoting Super Arcade, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, Super Arcade. I'm only like I'm only like 30, 35 minutes away from here. So like, I'd ask my mom. I didn't know how to drive at the time. I was like, I was like 18. I didn't know how to drive. I was so I. To be fair, I got into a car accident when I was really young. Okay? Oh. So, I was scared to drive for a long time until I was like 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. There is this time I got into a car accident and it was so vivid. Like I I hit my head and then like I remember the only thing I saw I saw blood like fill my eyes like like imagine like an anime and you just see like red everywhere so like. I remember that feeling at, like oh. I remember that feeling for like I still remember it so like so like that like made me not want to drive and then when I started driving I was like dude driving sick like why did I why was I so scared of driving but it makes sense right like yeah kind of traumatized but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah my mom would drive me to super arcade and then I eventually started making some friends because my Sakura I had picked up Sakura because of Boone he showed me uh, Udio's Sakura at, at God's Garden. And then when I watched him, remember I said Yoon, I only played Yoon for the combos. So like I like Ganesian, but I was like, I was watching Udio and he did basically a, a Ganesian combo, but with three bars. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's like I can do a Ganesian with three bars with a sicker character and she plays like Ryu. So I was like, okay. I went all in on Sakura. And then from there, I just like studied her so hard. That's when I really, really got invested into the game. Learned all the setups, all the combos. No neutral, but so like I was <laughs> uh, neutral is, is ground game, which is the most important thing. Viewers just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> combos are cool and all that. How are you gonna hit them, anyways? So <laughs> yeah, I got my ass kicked for a while at Super Arcade, but I befriended some people there because I had been doing sick setups. 
like that my neutral wasn't the best but my setups were top tier they're they're, they're the greatest <laughs> uh, there's a, there a setup with sakura she did like this little atoshi move mid-screen mm-hmm. after Tatsu, she would charge level two fireball not three level two and it would go behind them you would hit them with overhead and then it would combo into the level two fireball into uppercut and then after that like Everyone wanted to be my friend randomly. I was like, oh, 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 oh I did set up. Okay, you guys like me now. Okay, okay you guys are talking sh- all that shit. No neutral, you scrub. Let's do a step. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> That's how it is sometimes, though. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta impress them somehow, guys. Learn to set up. Maybe they'll teach you neutral. But, uh, but yeah, from there, it just kind of like, it just kept spiraling like i kept grinding i was getting my ass kicked like pretty much the whole sf4 <laughs> existence at super but i didn't feel too bad about it because i had started late to like i had started right after evo 2011 mm-hmm. and then that's like when i first really started competing and i didn't go to my first local at super until like october of 2011 so i was playing major catch-up there's people playing from like even 08, like in the when the arcades had four early, so I'm vanilla, vanilla? You guys, the guys that played vanilla, you know. So, like, dude, I got my ass for a long time. Filipino man, Chris, Lucan, uh, Kino, Snake Eyes, Online Tony Vi, whooping the hell out of me, right? So, like, I would get Snake Eyes sometimes. I, I, I think I got, I don't think I ever got Kino actually. That's my deepest regret. Never got Kino. Kino was hella good though. I, I don't know if you know who Kino is, but he was a sick. Yeah, yeah you know Kino. Yeah. Kino I. <laughs> Viewers, go look up Kino. Kino I. Okay, you will be impressed. This dude. I think he did it during the the infamous Snake Eyes uh, run at SCR when he demolished all of NorCal by himself. He he lost the PR rog, but he did the Kino I. So dude, go watch that. Go watch that, guys. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I was getting whooped by most of them, but they taught me so much and they taught me like how to deal with offline pressure and just dealing with that kind of caliber of players for so long. I just ended up becoming a better and better player. And then transitioning to five, I ended up doing decently at the first couple of events. I got picked up by a team called Ronin, Rip Ronin. Thank you for your help back then. But when I was a lowly scrub, like not lowly, pretty good but like it took me a couple more months it took me a couple more months to become like like much more confident i had been working on my neutral pretty hard from Mm -hmm. 2014 to like then so like my neutral was getting getting there at that point and then at canada cup that year the first year of five i had befriended shaohai at the previous ceo last year and he had been playing Cammy, right? Like he liked because that's when I <clears throat> like towards the end of four, I actually started getting really good. And then like my footsies were actually there. Like Snake Eyes taught me ground game, like because we were all like homies with him. Mm-hmm. He he was the one that really taught me footsies and stuff. Like I was like, dude, how do you because he's so dominant at WNF and then he started just dominating everybody. I was like, dude, you got yeah, yeah, tell me, man. Like, what do you tell me the secrets? Like he liked me because I was kind of awkward like him, and like mm-hmm. I he related to me more and we ended up becoming like really good friends. We're still really good friends now. So like back then, like he really helped get me to a level where I could compete like with some international players. Like Daco, 
I don't know if you know who Daco is, but Daco yeah. is like, yeah, Shao, one of Shaohai's, you know, good friends. They were they were on the same team for a long time. They might they might even still be now. I can't remember. But um, I beat Daco in a set, and he was so salty that Shaohai thought it was really funny. And then mm-hmm. like <laughs> from there, I befriended Shaohai, and then I met one of his friends that lived in NorCal. Because uh, I, I would visit NorCal to see my girlfriend at the time, and his name was Whaley. Shout out to Whaley. Whaley would translate all this stuff that I would ask Shaohai when I started playing Cami in Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. and then by the time Canada Cup came around, I was friendly enough with Shaohai that like I could just go up to him, like say like I had an opponent. I'm like, oh, I got to play Phenom. I don't know anything about Nakali. We don't really have any Nakali's back back in SoCal. So like, I'd ask Shaohai. I would just go up. I'm like, hey, dude. What do you do against Nikali? And then, like, he would just tell me shit, and I, I bodied Phenom. Like, I straight up bodied him. And then after that, I had beaten I had beaten Nuki, who was like like one of the best players at the time. Yeah. And then I beat who played Chun Li, broken character. And then I played uh, played Phenom, wiped up Phenom. And then I played uh, what's this guy's name? He was a birdie player, X Y Z Z Y. And mm-hmm. like at the time, he was pretty dominant. And he, I think he just made a top eight at a really big tournament. So his momentum was pretty high. And I felt like Cammy lost to Birdie pretty bad back then. Still, mm-hmm. still a tough matchup now. But like back then, no one really played Birdie. I felt like insecure about the matchup. I asked Xiaohai, what do you do? And then he told me. I ended up getting by really close. I make top eight winners for the first time at a big, Whoa. big tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went 0-2 in top eight. But... but <laughs> I was happy. I lost to one of my my best friends, Knuckle Dude. He played Mika, scumbag. Oh my god, I hated Mika back then, dude. <laughs> the season one characters were just ridiculous. Even yeah. Cammy were. They it's really were. Back, it's, what the hell? <laughs> Nash, <laughs> Mika, Cammy a little bit. They're just ridiculous. Anyways, so I make my first top eight there. Then I start having a steady stream of tournaments. I make top eight winners again at DreamHack Austin, which was a premiere. And then I, I beat I beat this good local Ken player in Houston, and then I beat Bonchan, who was really on fire back then. But it, it was Nash. So that match, that match was pretty good for Cammy, but like it's still Bonchan. Like, so like I beat Bonchan, and then I beat K-Brad, mm-hmm. and then I beat CJ Truth, who had just beaten Punk, who when Punk was like unstoppable at the time and like but cj put him on ice and then like so i did feel a little bit of pressure i'm like who is this guy like i remembered him from before but i was like this guy just came out of nowhere like he literally had not really entered anything that whole year and then he just came out and just felt punk i'm like oh shit so like but i was so determined to make top eight there i was like i don't give a shit i'm gonna fuck you up cj and then i Yeah, but, uh, I love it, man. Your energy. Uh, I love the energy. No, I love CJ. <laughs> but yeah, so CJ beat CJ, made my second top eight winners at a premiere ever since. And then ever since then, I have not made top eight at a premiere. I was so close. I was so close at last year's Canada Cup. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I want it so bad. I was pretty close to this CEO, actually. Like, I have been dealing with some arm issues, like tendonitis, but like, I'm I'm at the point where like I'm feeling good enough that like I can practice more routinely and it, it shows like as CEO I was busting some people up like I beat Kazunoko I beat 
uh, Idom. I beat you Sarah Black. People. I was wrecking people. And then John Tachibuchi wrecked my shit. And I was like, oh, man, I felt so lost. I was like, all these other Rishis play so ham, but John Takauchi, he just like, he's so slow. And then like, just would explode at random times when you're like conditioned that he's going to play slow. And it, it, was, yeah. it was such a different style of Rishi that like, I just didn't know how to deal with it. And, uh, but yeah, I feel like I'm getting the upward momentum, but let me not get too distracted. So no, make, dude, keep going. Okay, I'm going. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. I'm, I'm dead inside. But <laughs> so sorry. But uh, but uh, top eight winners: Dreamhack Austin. Get body again, O2. Uh, and then, anyways, <laughs> after that, um, I had met the people at at Temple Storm. I had met the people at Temple Storm at Dreamhack Austin. We had already they had already heard about me through some mutual friends, right? And then, like, I sent them my resume, and then I went to DreamHack Austin because I'm like, you know, I feel like Ronan's like sink, a sinking ship right now. Like, they're going downhill. Signs were bad. Uh, luckily, I got out of there because they 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 their their ship sunk. I think that year, like later on. So if I didn't if I didn't take the the risk of like trying to like you know basically look for a new job, like send out my resume to different teams. Like one of my friends was saying, like he's like, oh. You mean you mean you did good at DreamHack Austin, but you went 0 2 in top eight. So I think you should just stay with Ronan. And I was like, this was like a prominent friend in the FGC, like a good name. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like I can't. I feel I have a bad vibe. I'm just gonna trust my instinct. So I just I I sent it out there, hope for the best. Luckily, I had met them there. So when they saw me make top eight, there, they're like, oh, this guy, this guy is marketable, and he made top eight. Wins? Okay, okay, we're gonna talk to him. And then luckily. Right after that, it, it had been that was like late May. I had just finished getting my associate's degree at college, and I was like, you know what? My whole goal for college was like, I was just doing it to like till I figured out what I wanted to do and to yeah. make my mom happy. I was, I was like, let me get my associate's degree to like make my mom happy and to make me happy too. And then I was like, you know what? All right. I'm done with this this shit. I'm moving to NorCal. Like me and my girlfriend were long distance for about three years at that point. Two, two maybe three years. I think we started dating. Yeah, we started dating dating 2014. Yeah, August, August 2014. Yeah, so we were long distance for about almost three years at that point. It was about two and a half years. And I was like, you know what? I had been coming up there for months at a time. You know, uh, in between you know winter breaks, summer breaks. So I was like, you know what? Like. You, you you have you're you're getting like looked at by Capcom and stuff now you know like I'm um, like you know I don't I feel like it's best right now if like I just follow you and let you do your thing like I'm gonna move for you because one of us had to make the leap you know like and because NorCal was so important for like tech tech kind of gaming industry jobs at the time yeah. we, I was like you know what I'm not gonna force you to come down here and then like we have nothing you know like I'm gonna yeah. go up there make sure. And so I was going to go up there and I had some people I was talking to. I was going to just start working at like, you know, some kind of tech job because I hadn't heard back from Tempo in like a month and a half. So I pretty much like been like, you know what, maybe it's not going to work out. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to come down here. I'm going to move, be with my girlfriend, and then I'm going to just start working. So in a, in a turn of fortuitous events, I don't know if I use that word right, but <laughs> events, um, I had heard back from Tempo the 
day after I moved. So literally like the day after, right before I'm like about to really start looking for tech jobs, I was like, I got heard back from Tempo and they, they were willing to give me a good, a decent salary, you know? So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, man, like this is like the first time like I've ever been offered like good money in, yeah. in esports, in Street Fighter, you know, like there was not a lot of teams in Street Fighter at the time, especially sponsoring people that were like around my skill level. Like I, I, I'm like, a, I, if back then, like I would say if in terms of rankings, like if there's like a S plus, S, A, A minus, I'll probably like either a B plus or an A minus, right? Uh, I would say now I'm like, I'm like an A, but like I'm building up into it because like I feel better now, but I feel very, very confident um in my abilities now but back then i was like that was a big deal for me i was like oh i'm actually getting money to like do this and like my girlfriend was like elated she was so happy it's like oh my god you did it and like uh, like she she was fully on board once she saw like i was making money and that made my mom extra happy they were all and my dad they're all just super supportive and just were like you know what son like like you're doing good so just just keep going like to see where it goes and then luckily you know Let's see, 2017 was my first year of Tempo. 2018 was my second year of Tempo. 2019, so I'm up on like, in a month, it'll be my third year with Tempo. So like, it's been a while and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, get a renewal. Hopefully get a good, good pay raise. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's been good. And then, you know, so like, been a couple years with Tempo and ever since then, I've just been kind of riding the wave, trying to work on things uh, a lot of mental things, like a lot of things I can do to conquer, like anxiety, because we all get jitters, we all get nerves. Yeah. People are just better at dealing with them than others. And I think that really comes through how you prepare. The more that you are prepared, the more confident and less anxious you'll feel. So I've been doing all these things to try and make sure I'm mentally prepared, but like now I'm really trying to make sure I'm like prepared in the game, because I realize I through my process of trying to conquer my anxiety and like all these kind of nerves people get through like different kind of meditating things or like breathing mm -hmm. techniques, I realized that like the reason why I'm still so anxious, even though I've put so much time into these mental things is because this stuff's not maxed out on my game. And like that also comes through patches, right? So like mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable towards the end of CPT last year when I was really getting the bearing on how good Cami was and how people had been adjusting to so many camis being around, you know, that was definitely really hard to deal with because so many people knew the cami matchup at such a high level that like I couldn't win the way I used to with how I played cami. I was like, oh, people know now, like, and I just can't do anything. I was like, oh fuck. So so like, <laughs> so since then, like, I've really been putting an emphasis on here. Thanks to Red Bull, uh, really helping out with sponsoring Tempo. I'm I'm a, basically a Red Bull athlete under the brand of Tempo. So like I've been working really closely with Red Bull. Um, we they even took me to a, a pup camp. So it's mm -hmm. called pup stands for performing under pressure, uh, and it was a camp. It's basically a pseudo Navy SEAL camp condensed into seven days. So wow. yeah, so like I learned all these different things, different breathing things, different like visualizing things to just really conquer my kind of anxiety a lot. Though. The gist of what I can tell you that to help you perform under pressure is like, it's really about how you deal with breathing, 
uh, having certain breathing techniques down. I, I'll do this sort of breathing technique four times a day. So like I'll I'll do it. I have clocks now where I'm like, okay, it's time to breathe. I actually missed one now because we're doing the podcast, but now I remember. I'll do it. Out. But uh, so mm-hmm. I'm doing things like that to calm down, and then really like it's about how prepared you are. Like if you're extra prepared, and you and you believe and trust in yourself, you have a good game plan. I feel like that's carries you a long way. But it comes down to how you control this in this your body. It's about breathing, and like if your brain's not getting the oxygen. You're gonna freak out. You're not breathing. It's it's just gonna be a struggle, right? So, mm-hmm. luckily, I've just really been blessed and grateful to to be in Red Bull's presence. Like them helping us through tempo has been just amazing. And cut cut to cut to a little bit after that. Um, I I think at the beginning of 2018, at the end slash the end of 2017, we had just gotten the Red Bull sponsorship to tempo right so i was like you know what like what i can do to really try and look like a red bull athlete so i went ham on working out a little too ham like i started working out with danny fam but i was doing stuff incorrectly that like i didn't really ask him about so Mm -hmm. we didn't really correct and then like i had like a bunch of ego problems at the time when it came to working out i would work out and then i would overdo the weight a lot to the point that, like, you, what I learned afterwards is you're supposed when you're lifting, you're supposed to keep your your arm straight. You're not supposed to be doing this, curling yeah. your wrist. So what I did the whole time was like, yeah, all, everything, all all nine workouts I would do in a day. Just after that, would come home, stream for four hours, and play. So I would do that five days out of the week for six months and then i just fucked up my arm so bad that like i just got like such an extreme case of tendonitis that like uh people didn't know really how to treat it and then like uh I, it was a struggle just getting the right treatment down and that lasted it's still lasting like i still have some a lot of residue of it but luckily like i can play a lot longer now before i dude i could play like maybe 15 minutes before I have to stop. And like, I was in searing pain. So I'm very grateful and blessed to, to have gotten the right help. Red Bull has been a big part of that, getting the right help. They have a, like great PTs over there that since I moved down here a few months ago has accelerated my recovery like tenfold. It's really crazy. So luckily getting better now. And I really have to, to thank Red Bull for that, but cut to, to like the beginning of 2019 mm-hmm. i got a partnership as this fight stick ambassador for this lovely beautiful best fight stick on the market right here wearing the victory tight right here yep also very pretty also very nice Seriously. i can't hear anything outside <laughs> I can do that. okay there you go so yeah <laughs> luckily uh they have get, given me so much extra security with like the extra salary I'm getting from them. They've made like moving from NorCal out of my girlfriend's parents' house to our own place. We have our own place now. So uh, I'm really living like a dream, man. I'm very, very blessed. I'm very grateful to Temple, Ripple, Victrix for all the help they've given me. And, and Victrix has been awesome. I really just want to like catapult them to where I, be- I believe they belong because they've been like, I, I, I really believe in the brand. In, in the stick, the stick's just amazing. And they always ask me for my feedback and I'm I'm very adamant on making sure 
the fight stick is the best. So like, I'm really glad how how this the stick turned out. It's it's beautiful. We have some plans in the future, but <laughs> but um, very grateful, very happy with how everything's gone. But yeah, cut to now. I'm you know feeling better, performing quite better, and I'm very very happy and I'm very um, motivated to to take the the feeling I have now, the, the the renewed strength I have, the health I have in my hands, my body, to to just push that out into the rest of CPT. Hopefully, I qualify. I hope it's not too late, but I'm not even really focused on the points. I'm just focused on making sure I do my best and making sure, you know, I put my all into each tournament. I'm trying not to let anxiety take over anything. Like just just focus, do your thing, make sure your practice. Just trust yourself. That's yeah. a big part of like what goes back to the Red Bull stuff. It's like just gotta. At the end of the day, you just have to trust yourself and just go out there. Yeah. Too many people, a lot of pros I see too. Big Bird is one of them. Like, I felt like he said something like he had been focusing on points too much before and it had been hindering his performance. So, like, that's something luckily I had learned through. Like, I had no choice. Like, I felt like I was getting better, but I was hindered by my by my arm. So I had to just tell myself to just focus on like just being a better player and if you just focus on that and not really the points or qualifying i'm i'm noticing like i'm just doing better like i i might not be getting the the points i want but i'm i'm doing better i'm putting these people like in losers i'm like like just last week i played sakura uh my old street fighter 4 character right i was at toryuken i've had beaten dual kevin who has had amazing momentum he had just made top eight at ceo and I, I demolished him. I like that was just the only way to play. I just I demolished him because I just wanted it. And then I really wanted to play Punk. Punk was the next one in my path. Mm-hmm. I took the first game off Punk with my soccer. Like I, I main Cammy. I beat Dual Kevin with Cammy. No one had seen me playing soccer, and then I picked soccer on Punk. Mind you, my Sakura had o- I had only recently picked her up again for a week yeah. in ranked randomly like i just was like you know what all these people are playing karen i'm like i'm not gonna do that and so i i went back to soccer like two weeks ago not a seriously practiced soccer so i missed going to game over because i forgot my passport right i I don't know if you saw that but i forgot my passport we we talked about that that, (laughs) i forgot my passport dude is the worst and i really think i'm a big believer in god and i really think that was like a sign for me to just go to tour you because i wasn't gonna go and like i felt like i'm like dude i have to go here because i missed game over and i was like i was so pissed at myself i was like i need to try and just i just didn't need to go and try and then even though i was uh, a game shy of making top eight there i took punk to the last round with a not practice sakura and I feel like I needed that to happen because I had no faith in my Sakura. I wasn't practicing her seriously. I was practicing G more than her. So, like, because that happened, now I have a lot more confidence and faith in my in my, sock, my, my Sakura. So I really think that was meant to happen. So, like, I put more faith and trust into Sakura so I have a good secondary along with G, you know, so... I really feel like that had to happen. I'm a firm believer in like these little things that happen are like they're, they're, signs. Meant, 
they're, they're a sign. They're meant to be. So, like, I was very – in hindsight, I was pissed. I was pissed I missed game over. But I was – I'm super happy now after what happened because not only did I learn to trust my Sakura, I also learned something losing the punk, like just how he played, how he whittled me down mentally. And then when I, I messed up this one execution thing against punk that I felt like would have hit and it would have changed the game, right? Like mm -hmm. the dash, I try to hit him with a counter hit thing. I the the direction is down forward heavy kick to get this one move that frame traps right. Yeah. I did dash, down back heavy. I did sweep. So I did dash sweep in this fucking fool's face, and he, <laughs> and he had a full meter. <laughs> so oh, medium punch, Danko, Tatsu, super. I did like fifty percent, and I'm like. I was, I was broken after that, dude. So I played dual Kevin again. I just get demolished. Justin said, like, and I agree with this. Justin was like, dude, the second time you played dual, like, I could tell you're, like, fucked up after punk because you you weren't even playing. You might as well have been in training, but I was like, dude, that's exactly how I felt. Like, I, I was, I could not get over messing up like that. I was like, dude, I was about to be punk. He's the best player in the world with Sakura. I was like, that's like, that, hold on, let me show you something. <laughs> That's the that's the lore here, okay? This is this is a comic book that I am in with Punk, right? Yeah, yep. you've seen it, right? Yes. Soccer versus Karen, free comic book day. Check it out. And I was like, dude, I wanted it. I wanted to to fulfill the lore after that. After being in that comic, it's like everything was like guiding me to this moment randomly, and uh, I was, I just wanted it too bad. So like, I think once I lost my chance. I was like, fuck, like and when I played duel again. But that was a good lesson because like it taught me that like if you lose in a in a fucked up way like that, like you have to like just ask for more time to recover. Cause I could tell, like I asked him, like, hey, can you delay it one more game? I could have asked him for like an, at least another one or two games. And then what Justin told me is like, don't don't forget you always have the option to play off stream. Like that's not gonna go anywhere. So like Big part of me getting messed up there was me not asking for more time and, and greed. I was greedy. I wanted that on-screen time. I wanted to play him on stream. And it, and I think that was a big lesson for me to learn is, like, just ask for more time if you're messed up. And, and put your put your ego aside, man. Like, you, you want to you play on stream so bad. You know, you want to promote tempo. You want to promote big tricks. But, like, at the end of the day, you promote them so much more if you make top eight. So, like, don't – that match was to make top eight. And then, like, I was just so mentally lost that, like, I just learned. That just ask for time. It's okay to play off stream. Because when you make that top eight, that's that's ten times more eyes on you, you know. Not, yeah. only, not only are there more people watching top eight than pools, but there's also the people that rip it and put it on YouTube. And those get, like – those get a ton of views. Those those random top eights at rankings that aren't from Capcom fighters. You've yeah. seen those like uh, Dream Hacked Out, you know, like all those that the people just rip. So like hard lesson learned, but I feel like I wouldn't have learned that if I had gone to the Dominican Republic. So God works in mysterious ways, man. So I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm in, I'm very grateful for that lesson I learned in in hindsight. So yeah. that that wraps us up to. What is it? July seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. That's that's where we're at right now. So, and then, and I have my show running back. That's it. Boom. <laughs> Story of Alex Myers' esports career to to now. 
Man, you okay? So I'm looking, I'm looking at the questions I have, and I'm like, okay, you cover that, cover that, cover that. Once you get me going, Mikhail, come <laughs> to Alex Myers. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, <laughs> dude. You should totally do a podcast. Like I, I would sign up for that. Meeting. You would? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I do better. So like, run it back. I still get so nervous. Like. Like I'm, I'm good, I'm good up until like oh it's like 15 minutes before air, and then I'm like oh I just start getting clammy, dude. Like when I know the camera's on me, I just, just clam up, and then I got other people around me. But like usually like the first half of the first episode, I'm a little clammy, but then I really like calm down and ease into it. By the second episode, I'm flowing. I'm a different dude. I'm like what you're seeing right now, you know. So but like. I'm especially good with one v one. You know, one on one people like podcasts like this. Yeah. Like, if it was just me and Jeremy, like like podcasts, like not direct cameras on us, you know, I think I'd just knock it out of the park. But because it's live stream, there's people watching. It's all this BS. I gotta be extra entertaining. You know, it's like yeah. Ah, and then like so I get a little clammy, but but thank you, Mikhail. You renewed my confidence in. <laughs> Podcast, we'll see. run it, run it. Podcast, run it back. Pod- I don't know. We'll 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 work on that. Hey man, if you decide to start it, I'll help you out. I can help you get it on all platforms. I love it. Yeah, I'm 100 will be hitting it. Yeah. We have a we actually have a at the Temple Studio over here in LA, mm-hmm. uh, 15, 20 minutes away from me. There's uh they have a podcast room, so th- I think that'd be really cool Yo. to use. You know, so. Giving me some ideas here, Mikael. Depends how much time I want to put into being a personality because I believe I have a good personality, but but I clam up, and then I also am so focused on competing. Like my drive and passion is that it's it's highest it's been in a long time. So I'm like, when I was going there yesterday, not only was I jet lagged, which I think uh, like made the clamminess worse, but yeah. like I was so in just like. Like I wanted to do the show, but I also didn't like because I just wanted to come home and practice. So, yeah. but it's a good balance, you know. Like I feel like a lot of players they could increase their values by so much if they just tried a little harder with if they tried a little harder with their on-screen stuff. So I'm glad I'm putting myself out there and I'm trying. It's a hard thing, Mikhail, to turn this camera on and put yourself <laughs> out there. I know, but like it's a good skill to work on. It, it is. And, and, you know, that's the other thing, too. I don't think people understand, like, you know, for us, when we compete or we're, you know, being personalities in front of a camera, I don't think they understand the stresses. Because I've had people tell me, especially recently, like, oh, anyone can get in front of a camera and do YouTube. Anyone can go and compete at a tournament. I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, Hell no. <laughs> anyone can attempt to. Can you be successful? N- not everyone. Because that's it's a, that's a key word. <laughs> Right? you can attempt to it's, <laughs> it's hard bro like you you have to turn on the camera one you have to not be a, a fucking you can't flub up like right. you have to be coherent you have to convey your thoughts correctly you have to put out the right energy which is the most exhausting part and there's a lot of factors and people are judging you the whole time like you have to be able to turn all these thoughts off and and just flow with it but yeah. it, it it, it's really hard. Some people just aren't meant to do it. And 
I really feel I, w- I would just laugh at anyone that says that now. Like like how you probably laughed at them. Like, dude, be my guest. You want to host my show? <laughs> you want to host the Mikel podcast? I'll change your name. I'll put your name in there. Right? Just, watch the, just watch some shit the bed, diarrhea all over the all over your your Technicolor chair or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that's the other thing too. Like, um, with you know, I I know you t- touched on earlier about you know going from college to you know going professionally in the FGC. I think that's one of the most exciting yet terrifying things to do. Like, I'm re- I'm transitioning now from working in IT. I've been in IT for about seven eight years, hmm. and I've got the opportunity now with sponsorships, endorsements, all kinds of other deals. I see that beast hat. I see that beast hat. <laughs> you know, I see it. You know, one of my sponsors. sponsors you know, just just hat. wearing the hat casually. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm just wearing this tempo shirt. You know, you know, just, I'm just cold. You know, <laughs> just wearing these Victrix headphones. You know, no, no, no big, no, no reason. Right. <laughs> but, but it's it's a terrifying thing because like I'm I'm about to go from a secure you know, hundred figures a year position to you make a hundred figures, six, six figures. Yes. You make yes. it, you make a hundred figures. I'm trying to work on the Mikkel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy's got a hundred figures. He can, get, he can get at least four figures, <laughs> four or five figures. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah you have yeah, figures to, to spill, to, 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 to spare. <laughs> Yeah, you know, going from that, and it's terrifying because it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, can I do this? Can I do this? And it's funny at E3, I've got like I got to hang out with Doug Bowser, CEO of Nintendo. Oh I was wow! Talk- I was talking to him about what I was doing, and he was like, "Dude, you should go full time." Wow! And I'm I'm about to become a Nintendo brand ambassador. Wow! Like, this it's in the works right now, and like that, and t- like interviewing. Amen. Amen. You need need some help. Sign me up. I'll, I'm about to drop. I'm about to play some Smash a little bit. You know, like ambassador. Come on, let's make a let's make a fight pattern. Victrix, come on. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like you know when you, you're going into the uncertain field, it's it's terrifying, but it's exciting, and I'm, like I'm I'm inspired that you you did that. You know, you've been doing it for years now. <laughs> God's plan, I guess. It, I couldn't do it without a lot of luck, to, to be fair. A lot of blessings, a lot of luck. So things to me, if if it's really meant to be, I'm not I'm not entirely certain this is meant to be, but it's mm-hmm. been happening for so many years that I can't help but still have some faith in it and, and trust in it. And I feel like if it's really meant to be, these little things start to fall into your lap. In, yeah. And they really add up. You you go to E3, you don't expect, you know, Doug Bowser or Nintendo to really fall in your lap, but you go there, you put yourself out there, and it happens. So yeah. it's like you're having these thoughts, you're contemplating, should I should I you know get rid of these hundred figures or so? And, <laughs> and 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 just go to make and maybe five or six little figures and uh and you you put yourself out there and like you little things work out like this and you know it's yeah. i feel like those are just signs and like i feel like signs and opportunities are really important to get especially when you're you're at your lowest when you're thinking about these kind of things you know you're you're in between 
thinking about leaving all this money behind for something questionable. It's a lot of insecurity, a lot of a lot of anxiety comes up from making those decisions, and then yeah. just getting little things, little little nuggets to just help push you along. I feel like though it's meant to be. I I feel like that's how I feel personally. Like, wow, dude, just just think about how like what I said earlier. Like, I would I came down here to NorCal. I was ready to pretty much stop competing, like for, like heavily, and just focus on work. And Temple falls on my lap the next the next day that I move. Like I'm I'm looking at jobs like as I get that email, you know. So just little things, man. Little little things add up, and it's it's really interesting how the world works. The world can be very cruel sometimes, but it can also be very very beautiful. So I I really I'm happy for you, Mikhail. <clears throat> Um, I've got a couple couple more questions. I'm trying to be super respectful of your time. I know you're a very, very busy man. Don't worry. We got time. It's all good. Girlfriend yeah. is not here yet. We, we Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so I, I want to ask you, like, since now, you know, you're you're working with Vitrix, uh, you're a brand ambassador for them, you know, you're also brand ambassador for you know Temple Storm. How does that feel? Like, how do you feel? knowing you represent these companies like what is the pressure like and what are some of the the best moments you can you know you can speak on? it ranges from terrifying to to amazing so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day depends on the task at hand but uh man i'm you're talking about you want me to, to list how like the best moments i felt on each one i mean uh, however you want to answer it's up to you man so I think for for Victrix, the best moment was was getting the deal and like just just going to each of these tournaments and seeing a booth up there that I represent. So it's like that that's something I haven't felt before in the FGC. You know, like like there's been some Red Bull things, but you know I'm I'm not entirely Red Bull yet. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, but. So it's like fingers crossed. Thank you, Mikhail. I needed that. Anyway, so, <laughs> so like just, just to see, you know, Victrix up there. I see the brand. You know, I'm working the booth. I'm helping them. I'm I'm trying to push, you know, their their presence out there. You know, and like being a part of that is very rewarding and very, very, very humbling. Very, I feel very blessed to to be a part of what they're doing and to be a part of the whole process. It's amazing. Like I, I've been going to tournaments. It's like 2012, like the actual majors. And like from growing up seeing Mad Cats, you know, seeing their booth, you know, I see all these other booths, these brands that I idolize, I love, wanted to be a part of it. Now, now I'm part of one. I, you know how bad I wanted a fight stick brand to endorse me or to endorse them? Like, dude, that's been the dream, you know? And like to, to have that with Vitrix now is just that alone is just amazing and a, and a true blessing to me so i'm very grateful those, those are the moments where i'm like just this is the best i feel like we're only getting started i haven't even been to evo with them yet so like i can only imagine evo is gonna be amazing right. we got that new chun li and ryu stick check it out guys oh my goodness i need that chun li one i need yeah. that real one too but i really need <laughs> that chun li one is amazing the blue forget about it uh so I think those are the moments I felt the best. I I really am looking forward to Evo with Victrix. Tempo, 
Uh, there's been a lot of moments. There's been like the Red Bull onboarding we had, which I thought was really awesome. I got to meet Raynad, Trihex, Axe, all of us together, all the tempo. They brought like at least 50 tempo members down there and they flew us all down. And we all just kind of bonded and like we would go to like escape rooms. We would hang out. We would learn about what Red Bull is about and stuff. And, you know, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, just, just being around them, getting to do cool stuff with them has been like the best moments. But I think the, the best moment that I've had from Tempo is that pup camp, dude. That, that performing under pressure camp that they got me into with Red Bull, that was life changing. I started to see things that, I, that I've been wanting to see, that I've been trying to see with my mental progression for, for years. And like we even did a documentary with Red Bull about like frame of mind. Uh, and it was about that kind of stuff and to, to, to basically like go up a whole level on that with the pup camp. And like, I just get to work with people like nonstop and like, because of Red Bull, because of that pup camp, we had, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to just say it. So like, <clears throat> okay, we had the Dodgers mental coach work with us on there. He will remain nameless, but He's been working closely with me more than anyone at that pup camp to help elevate elevate me mentally. And so I'm getting all these kind of Navy SEAL kind of techniques in here, like nonstop. And I'm just constantly trying to elevate that and just grind and build on that. So I think that whole process, the pup camp, that life-changing. I got to meet all – I was with 11 other Red Bull athletes. I'm the black sheep. I'm the, I'm the Tempo brand uh, representing Red Bull through Tempo, you know. So I don't have the Red Bull hat. I just have my little Temple hat. All these guys have the Red Bull hat. Felt real sad. But being part of I got over that quickly because I'm like, dude, you know what? I, I am this. I'm here for a reason. So, yeah. like, just being able to be in their presence, all these great athletes that had won gold medals at the Olympics and stuff, like all, all X Games, just seeing their mentality and just seeing – Seeing us go through the same struggles, the same trials, and just relating to each other and pushing each other and just lifting each other up when we need it, like that experience was definitely like a once in a lifetime kind of one. They they do do pub camps like every other year, but the experience alone with the people we had, I think, was just amazing. And to be able to work with the Dodgers mental coach so much to now and being able to use all of Red Bull's resources to try and elevate my mind and like. Just I'm I like even get to train with Red Bull through their personal trainer like, just amazing man. Just I'm very grateful to be with Tempo and Victrix and pseudo pseudo somewhat through Red Bull. You know, it's just it's awesome, man. It's I never could have pictured all this happening. It's really a lot deeper and more amazing than I could have ever imagined. Very very blessed. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, got the Street Fighter League voting coming up. Fuck for me, guys. There's a throw it out there. Fuck for me. Damn it. <laughs> see this personality? You see this shit? This could be on your, your not your TV, your stream every week. But, yeah, I'm going ham. Mikel, I was a little late today. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was busy filming my campaign video, which is going to drop. Friday morning, before the voting begins. And let me just tell you, guys, anyone that made a submission, you're about to get bodied. 
my submission is amazing. It, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. I had I had my the people that work on run it back help me produce it. Like I was like feeding them. We were bouncing ideas off each other, just trying to get this right stuff down. No spoilers. Sorry, Mikhail. They don't get yeah. the first scoop, yeah. but you're gonna love it. And uh, uh, you know, I feel like I'm one of the best American players, and I have a good personality. I, I can agree. play Cami and Sakura and G. So I'm like, did you ban my Cami? I got Sakura. I'm good. And then if I really need to cheese you out, I'm just gonna play G. You get touched, you get blown up. All right. Don't blame <laughs> me. It's the game. All right. So I'm feeling real confident about my chances in SFL. I just need you guys to vote. So I'm hoping the community deems me worthy. Definitely, definitely. All right, man. Um, Outside of being a professional FGC player and the FGC as a whole, what are some things you like to do? Some things you're interested in that maybe, you know, your fans and audience may not know that you would like to share. Some things that I like to do personally. Let's see. So I, I kind of told everyone I, I like working out because I, I work out with the Red Bull trainer. Um, but I like I like to spend a lot of time when I can with my dog, who you hear in the background, and my girlfriend, who just fell. And And uh, yeah, I really enjoy spending time with them. Um, spending time with my friends when I can. I really like spending a lot of time with my family, like whenever I can. Luckily, so for about a year and a half, I lived in NorCal, mm -hmm. which is really hard with me and my family. Uh, my grandma's getting older, you know, so like, want to be there for her. So like, I'm really grateful that Capcom LA kind of transitioned Carolyn over from the SF department, the San Francisco department to over here, because mm -hmm. it, it was great for us because like that was part of our plan basically, but we, we couldn't do it because you know, like Capcom was paying Carolyn, you know, I didn't want to take away from her, her opportunity. I knew how important it was. So, like, when we saw the chance, we were like, like we're like, we need to take this. And, like, it would be good for Carolyn. It would be good for me. So, like, luckily that worked out. And I'm, I like spending a lot of time with my family. So, I'm really grateful that I can spend time with my family now. So, I'm a big, big family guy. Big, uh, more of a family guy than I, than I am with my friends. Like, I need to spend more time with my friends. Like, I know I do. Um, and, yeah, I love spending time with my girlfriend. And my dog, like I really—that's like my happy place, you know. Like I, like when I'm home, I just don't want to do like anything, and I just want to hang out with them, you know. So it's like yeah. I'm traveling so much that like it's just nice to just slow down and just relax and take my dog on a walk, go hang out with my girlfriend, go see a movie, go take her out somewhere, you know. So those are the things that I like doing. I like playing uh, some video games here and there, but like mostly just just Street Fighter right now. I want to start playing Apex Legends in my. My friends keep talking about it, but, but you know, uh, I'm a man on a mission right now. I don't have time. But yeah, those, those are the those are the things that I like doing. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What about um, you, Mikkel? Driver, the, the seat has changed. You're you're in the the driver. I'm in the driver's seat. I don't even know. Go for it. <laughs> what is your real name, Mikkel? No. <laughs> that is your real name. No, well, kidding. I mean, my last name isn't. Casanova's well, it's not even James either, but very few people know that. I'm not actually from the US. A lot oh. of people don't know that. Oh really? And English is not my first language. What's your first language? Samoan. Samoan. Yeah. Ooh. Talk, can, can I hear a little bit of Samoan? 
Yeah, one more way. One more way. Come my way. <laughs> it's uh, it's it slang for uh, what's up? How are you? That's sick, dude. One more way. One my way. One my way. That's sick, dude. That sounds right. like a. That sounds like a, like like a song, dude. Like it just sounds like, <laughs> like a beginning to a sick song, like a, a very peaceful Disney song. <laughs> so so basically, we go like I would say to you like Sole, one more way, and you'd be like, oh, I way, Manuya, I way, and it's like saying like, oh, I'm good. How are you? Damn, You're, that language <laughs> is so sick. I've never really heard Samoan. I'm like kind of taken aback from that right now. <laughs> it feels so basic. I'm like, I'm part Spanish. I can't. I, I know leche. <laughs> like, agua. Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> you, you probably know more than me. I'm. I'm also part Dominican, and I. I can't speak. <laughs> I know I may look Dominican, but don't talk to me. I'm not. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, okay. Next time when I have my podcast, when if we do that, I'm gonna make sure I have you on there. Then we'll really, really turn these these tables around. <laughs> cool. Oh man. So uh, let, wind it down to like the last couple questions. Uh, oh, at you, dude. Okay. I gotta get your input on this, and I've asked basically everyone who's in FTC that's coming to podcast, but I gotta get this input because people want to know. What do you think is like? How is the influence of Esports on the FTC is it a positive? Is it a negative? It is a mix of both. How do you really feel? Here's the mic. Oof, in my face. So I, I really, think, <laughs> I really think esports. I might be in the minority here, but I, I really feel like esports is a very positive thing to happen to the FTC. If you look back at the FTC. You and you look at tournament organizers, you you start to see how much they were struggling to get these tournaments out there. A lot of these things were out of pocket. Most things are there. A lot of them are still out of pocket, but there's so much help they are getting from esports organizations like Red Bull sponsoring. You know, like maybe like CEO or like you know they've sponsored Evil before. You know, like there's these presences that are in the FGC. That are really positive, and I feel like it's kind of up to us, the players, to to make it more worth it for esports organizations to buy in. If you look at it, there's a lot of players that are pretty good, but they don't do anything on social media. They have no presence. There's no, they don't try and put themselves out there, you know. So I'm really trying to to you know change that. Like I want you know esports, I want to be attractive to what esports wants, you know, like be in good shape. Try and be funny, you know. Try and do well, you know. All I'm trying to hit every category by instead of just trying to do well. Oh, I'll just try and do well. Oh, I lose on stream. Oh, I'm not on stream the whole tournament till like I maybe get to fight for top eight. You know, like you're not really helping your brand. You're not really helping the brand that's endorsing you. You know, like I feel like it's up to us to really try and draw esports in, and up to the developers too. We need developer support. Luckily, you know, Capcom does a pretty good job at that. Uh, Tekken's doing a, a good job at that, too. Um, so I feel like as we're able to get more of these endorsements, we're able to get more money into Pro Tours, uh, get more eyes on the FGC, I feel like it's really important because people like to forget, you know, how big of a struggle it was back then. Like, it's hard. 
you're trying to be a pro player, what teams were sponsoring people back then? It was yeah. Madcats and like maybe Razor towards the very end. You know, like there's very few sponsors around there that were were good. And then luckily now we have a ton of good sponsors. We have like we have Tempo Storm, we have Red Bull, we have there's like let me think, there's like Radiance, there's Razor, there's I'm trying to think of more. There's Reciprocity, there's Liquid, there's Echo Fox, there's Panda Global. There's all sorts of new esports organizations trying to pick people up that like we didn't have and we didn't have a chance in hell of attracting in 2015 like we had nothing like and i think a big part of it is due to capcom pro tour like being effective and like getting sponsors to buy in and players trying to put themselves out there and like doing well it's a lot of factors and i really feel like i I really feel like esports has been almost nothing but positive for the fgc like we would be just this in the same spot just struggling dude just struggling like it would have been bad like i'm really glad esports started taking off with five say what you will about five um but the good thing that has come from five is cpt has grown we have more opportunities as as professional players and i really feel like it's helped Push me at least mentally to a new level. I'm able to learn these things that I wouldn't have had because of esports, because of Red Bull being interested more because of, you know, the CPT or like Street Fighter Five. You know, so um, I, I really think esports is just a, a blessing to the FGC for sure. Yeah, and I, I actually I fully agree with you because I feel like there's that divide where you have some people that want it to just stay grassroots. But my thing would if you just stay grassroots, you will stay where you are. You exactly. have to expand. Yeah, exactly. And like you're, if you're grassroots, like you're, you're the fire is gonna go on the grass sometime sooner or later. You know, like the it's just gonna blow up and go up in flames. Like you can only sustain grassroots for so long. It's yeah. it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, I I do miss the purity of the FGC. Like, it used to be just raw, you know. It used to it it was nice, you know. Like, it was, you know, a lot more wild back then. But like, it's like, dude, like, it, we gotta just grow up, man. You, you just just grow up, you know. Like, you gotta be adults, act professionally, you know. Like, if you want to treat esports as your job. You have to be professional, dude. You, FGC wasn't professional back then, and like we, we, we have to grow up as a scene, and we have to grow up as a community. Like, I, you want to do this as a job, treat it like your job. You can't, you know, be a kid. You know, you have to grow up. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And it's the other thing you touched on that I really liked was what you said about, um, you know, your presence online on social media. You know, with your brand and i think a lot of people from professional players to you know content creators other podcasters youtubers everyone i think a lot of people fail to understand the importance of branding Mm -hmm. image, how you market yourself how you carry yourself online in person and it's just something i don't know like for me like I, i work with a lot of smaller content creators upcoming podcasters youtube people trying to work in the industry 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things he tell me, like, oh, Mikhail, how come you don't touch on controversial stuff? How come you don't do this? How come you don't do that? I'm like, because I have too many eyes looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You got there's a, lot, there's a lot of brands on there, bro. Right. You got Insurgo, you got Beast. Right. That's a HyperX mic there. There's yeah. Big Tricks right. headphones. I see the Techna in the background there, like, pointed towards the camera for probably a reason. So, like... <laughs> Got eyes on you, man. You gotta be careful. You can't even see the the what does it say? Forty nine inch ultra wide four K monitor that Samsung sent me. Uh huh. I I can't shout out, shout out to Samsung real quick, you know. <laughs> and LG with this monitor they sent me. This sitting right here. It's like, come on, You're killing it, bro. If I, <laughs> if I was sponsoring you, I'd be so happy right now. We talked about the LG ultra wide. That's the right. one we wanted them to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like you, you have to be you got to carry yourself a certain way. And then some things I feel like and I'm not sure if it's just because of how I was raised as a Christian myself, mm-hmm. you know, and with my parents, like my dad was a Marine. There's certain things he's taught us, like you can talk about publicly, some things you keep behind closed doors, some things you just keep here. Exactly. It's like that old saying, you know, your parents taught you if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say it. You know, yeah. I, I grew up with a Catholic ha- household as well. Shout outs to jesus and and uh you know it's just like you you kind of grow up with a certain kind of fundamental mm-hmm. understanding of how you should treat people and i've always kind of lived my life that way so i kind of put that out there into what i do professionally like i always try and treat people with respect i always try and like hear them out you know it it, it does you no good to be a dick to everyone you know like yeah. some people just like being dicks to everyone and just expect to coast on gameplay you know so like i i don't believe in that at, like as a core fundamental as just a person you know i don't care how good i get if i'm like the best in the world whatever like i'm not gonna treat people like that you know there might be like some guy that is stalking you or being weird but that that's like another layer you shouldn't be just treating people like that off yeah the go you know yeah yeah man it's about how you treat people you know just you you get what you put out Exactly. So, last question I have for you is: uh, When are we gonna see you out here in Hawaii at our local scene? At like, uh, you let me know, bro. You got a hundred <laughs> figures over here. <laughs> I can break a hundred figures. Bring uh, <laughs> I think that will cost about three figures, not much, you know. <laughs> Ninety-seven figures or so, but who's <laughs> <it was> counting? <laughs> oh man, I would definitely love to come to Hawaii. Uh, if there's ever a chance that I can go, I'll definitely go. I'm really, really salty that Tekken is doing their finals in Hawaii. That is not cool. I want to be doing that. I believe it's in Hawaii. I thought that hurt something like that. I'm not sure. But that sounds sick, even if it was a rumor. So, like, I don't know, man. Come on, Capcom. I know. Hawaii. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you offline about that because uh, Capcom's working on something. Ooh, I'm coming to Hawaii. It sounds like oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they they were uh, Capcom was recently out here, and I was who they personally hit up to help them. I Ooh, I saw that little tweet. I saw him in Hawaii. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikhail, I see you. Okay, okay. So. 
You got you got a lot more power than I thought you did. Oh, I work behind the scenes. Okay, that's where you should should be working. Keep it keep it behind the scenes, dude. That's where all the cool shit happens. Definitely, definitely. Well, but I lied. I have one last question for you. Oh man, I was about to like help sign us off, but you go ahead. Let's go. I got time. I got time. I got more than enough time. Don't worry about. It. Let's go. Did you have fun? Um, bro, I had a blast. This. <laughs> You know, I came in here mentally exhausted, but I, but it was so fun that, you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, I'm having a great time. I got to pack for, for New York now, but, you know, no pressure. <laughs> I've had a ton of fun. I would love to come back, Mikhail. It was, it was a great Definitely. time, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Definitely, man. Tell people where they can find you again, your social media outlets, what they should be doing voting for Alex Myers. Okay, so SFL this Friday, vote for Alejandro Myers. Uh there's going to be a link. I'm going to post it on my Twitter, which you can follow at twitter.com slash AlexMarksFGC. And if you want to check out more of my personality, you can check out Run It Back on my YouTube channel, which I'm hoping that through Mikkel's guidance, I can change from Alex Myers SF4 on YouTube to AlexMarksFGC. And then also follow my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash AlexMarksFGC, where we live stream Run It Back once a month. Yep. And uh, people, you'll be able to catch this episode of the podcast, along with me, others, on YouTube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. Also, now we just started doing this. It'll be available also on Twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova. And it'll also be available on, let me get this right. I got got this because I keep screwing up my ad. got this. Okay. So it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, just got approved for Pandora Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and coming soon to Sirius XM Radio. Wow. My brain would have short-circuited three things <laughs> in. I'm impressed, Mikhail. Good stuff. I'm proud of you, man. That's, that's a lot of names right there. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. Thank you again for having me. Guys, support Mikhail. Go look at all of his platforms on each of those platforms. Even if you saw it on one platform, re-listen to it again. Play it while you're sleeping something. You got time. (laughs) And with that being said, people, we are signing out. Have a good one. Have a good one. Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you liked, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on youtube.com slash Casanova as well as on twitch.tv slash Casanova and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that being said, this is Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great one.